Hello, I am one of your hosts, Scott Snowden. Hello, and I'm Andy, and welcome to the Tea and Timbits podcast. Global perspectives on business development to help you prosper. Um, Andy, what have you learned this week? Got any insights for us from your routine? I have, actually. Uh, and um, This is... Uh, a process since you started asking me this that I've now started writing down these things so I don't forget when it comes to the recording time. Uh, so uh, this was uh, this was a, a conversation I had this week actually with uh, with the company and they've um, they've managed to develop this very very good uh, idea and it's a it's a technical product I won't go into the details but nonetheless they of course want to take it to market the founders don't know how to do that so they started hiring people who in the industry understand that type of product understand the type of target market and are able to take it out there but that means that they've hired these engineering types you know people with an engineering mindset who are able to really discuss the technical element and really get those messages across but what that means is is that those those guys are very good at having those technical conversations but they're not very good at picking up the phone and cold calling they're really uncomfortable with that they don't do that sort of thing um, they're not very good at discussing price increases they're not very good at you know, going for renewals and they're not very good at generating new leads because it's outside of their comfort zone oh. and there's no no process in place for that. I, I would imagine so, it's sort of very much like a very rote sort of experience that they have in their minds. Yeah. Perhaps it's like, you know, I'm just going to tell you what it is and then you're going to make a decision and that's it. Correct. And of course, when they, when, when they started out, they had a good portfolio of potential customers within their friends and their existing network. And those people are on board now. But the problem is trying to get them to renew, trying to get them to, you know, accept price increases, trying to sell them additional products is hard. It, you know, mm -hmm. And then getting new customers who are outside of the, their network is hard. And so what I've discovered this week is that engineering types they love a system they love following yeah. processes they love following step-by-step -step guides and uh, and i think we've talked about it previously as well um that having having sales uh, a, a sales process and a, a really defined sales process some sales systems in place that really help to you know clearly define what you do at each step it creates an environment that they start to feel comfortable in and suddenly the sales I, and engineering types in, out of their skin otherwise Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you're creating an environment that allows them that platform to uh, to to do effective sales and uh, mm -hmm. and do new things that would otherwise feel uncomfortable for them. But because there's a structure and a, and a format around it, it's very good. So it's uh, it's something that I picked up on this week. And I think I will uh, I will be you know reaching out to other engineering uh, heavy uh, organizations that I work with uh, to try and help them to develop systems to support their businesses too. I was just going to say, and and I think it, I think your experience there does highlight a specific, common scenario that I've seen as well. And we're a technical team, and wow. um, so I'll just add that sort of bringing, you know, you might have a sales team in that environment that is not an engineering related, but they depend on technical people to then support the sales conversations at a certain point, yeah. and you might call them sales engineers or something like that. And I found that. Um, you know, without in the absence of that process that you're describing, those folks will come into the conversation feeling just as sort of out of place, especially if they haven't done it too many times before. And so by even, you know, showing that there's a process that they're entering into, um, that they're just a part of for a moment is just as helpful uh, in, 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 in a broader sales context as well. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I think, I think the key is uh, with all of these things, you know, 
there are going to be diverse personalities and uh, and types of people who you want in your business to drive sales forward. You know, sales is not something that you can go and learn in school. Sales is something that you learn over time through experience and you know it's something you grow into and i don't think anyone really sets out necessarily at university to go into a sales career but, that's a good point i mean there there must be courses out there but yeah we're probably getting too far away from uh, no, that's right. our, our area of expertise um thanks for sharing that's great we, we uh we're gonna get into i think probably a um sort of an extension of that conversation we were going to talk about growth marketing uh today um, what is growth marketing? <laughs> well, I'm so glad you asked, Andy. <laughs> um, because that's exactly the response that I had. Um, so I was uh, mentoring some other business leaders uh, recently, and I was asked to join this panel. And, and I said, sure, yeah, no problem. You know, what do you want me to talk about? And they said, well, if you could get into growth marketing, that would be great. And I said, yeah, no problem. Um, and then I sort of hung up the call and I googled what is growth marketing <laughs> <laughs> and basically i discovered that it's um it's it's a formal label for probably what most good marketing departments do um okay. and okay. it is i think worth talking about because it's a good reminder that marketing is a very wholesome activity it's a very comprehensive activity and so what the term what I learned and what I showed up with a lot of confidence talking about um, was that growth marketing is a concept that requires that you analyze m your entire sort of business operation when you're marketing and that marketing is not just the tactics or the campaigns that support, you know, the, the, the lead generation that a salesperson needs, but that growth marketing requires that you think about uh, the entire buyer journey. So when are you going to, what, what are you going to say to somebody in those traditional moments to get them interested in you, to um, nurture them along in those conversations? But what else are you going to do for them once they become a customer, once they're already converted? Um, what are you going to do when they have declined uh, the business, but they seemed to be very interested, it just wasn't the right fit? So so this growth marketing, sorry to interrupt you there, but the growth marketing then seems to not just be about generating interest in a business and, and brand awareness. This is this is something that spans the entire commercial portfolio and uh, and life cycle of a, of a business. Life cycle. You, you, yeah, life that's cycle. the right word. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's thinking about, um, and 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 it's thinking not just about sort of like like you can think classic marketing and I'm going to run a campaign. I'm going to put some content out there and I'm going to support it with some advertising and I'm going to drive to a sales funnel, sales conversion, sales form or something like that. Um, but growth marketing says you, you, you need to think about almost the, the brand beyond just those, those moments uh, from a marketing perspective. So there's reputation management and there's classic sort of brand management from, from that perspective. But if you apply the marketing lens in, in those occasions too, you have to remember that that is a, a customer touch point and you need to be in, well, you should be intentional about that. Um, and that will then make all the other marketing activities that you're doing um, flow so much more um, seamlessly. 
Does that make sense? How, how would a how would a company go from not even knowing what growth marketing is to implementing it in their business successfully? Is, is it is it a highly complex long term thing, or is it something they can do tomorrow? Good question. I I, I think. What I was trying to say to this business group that I was talking to is that you're probably already doing this. You're just not doing it with intention and structure and formality that if you pause for a moment, sit together, think about some of the other touch points and activities that you already have going on that interface with your existing clients or with your prospects or even just with the market from a reputation perspective, you've probably got some of this happening and the shift is to formalize it to say well actually we are showing up at events to support or i mean that's kind of maybe a, a more classic um marketing uh moment anyway but if you're doing product demos or if you're doing uh, customer support that's a that's a good example so if you're doing customer support how can you turn that into a marketing opportunity and not just a support opportunity? Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. No, th this was um, this was something uh, you know a few years ago. We we, we tried to do with uh, customer service teams as well, like yeah. trying to get them on board to think about you know the uh, the sales element of it and to think about you know when they're having these conversations with customers, trying to understand how are we going to keep this customer. How are yep. we going to grow this customer? And are there any opportunities? Are there any things that we should that that we should now funnel back into the into the sales process with the sales team? Yes. And um, and so th so this seems to be that that, but in a more formalized and structured well, way. And, and I'll just add that it's not actually necessarily about trying to take that customer service moment and funnel it back to the sales team. Um, you're going to do that if there is a highlighted opportunity that came from yeah. a customer support moment. Like, yes, maybe it wasn't actually a support call and they really do want new functionality and they do need an upgrade or an enhancement or more service. But that's not what I'm actually talking about. I'm saying that your customer service touch point is a, is a moment to reinforce your brand values, to share your message, to, um, to make sure that, that, they have a positive experience so that they become an advocate so that they tell their friends so that you get more customers as well. So it's a, it's a very wholesome way mm. of acknowledging that you, your, all of your touch points and engagements have a role to play in supporting business growth and development. And I think that this is kind of obvious to a lot of business owners and business leaders, but I, I think a lot of them haven't sat down and said, hold on, let's itemize all of these moments and let's yeah. talk about what we're doing and how they're being shaped in order to support business growth, marketing, sales, and, and, and I think operational efficiency and so on and so forth. I mean, to me, this, this sounds like absolutely the way that, that, that all companies should be operating with this in, in mind and this growth mindset being, being, you know, sort of a foundation almost of, uh, of, of everything that they do in the business and every customer interaction that, that, that takes place. It sounds to me like this is something that is easier to formalize uh, and implement in a smaller business than perhaps uh, an enterprise level business where you have much more complex international um, systems and processes already in place that rolling out such a such a process and, and a change of mindset, a change of activities, a change of focus 
um, can be a much slower process. Are there any any ideas on on how we could uh, help companies to to do that in a, in a slightly better way, um, um, efficient way? I mean, I, I'll 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 um, give you that point. I mean, it 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 may it's it smaller businesses are a little bit more nimble and they're perhaps more mm. agile and they're they're able to more quickly respond. But bigger businesses have a lot more resources and. Yeah. Um, and I would suggest that like, you know, the smaller business who wants to do this, it might be easy because it's the same person doing customer service as it is doing sales. And so they can just kind of be a little bit more intentional about their own mindset. Boom, done, check the box. Um, but they've got way more other hats to wear and it's just another thing that they have to think about. And that may lead to less likelihood of success, but a larger enterprise gets to say, this is a new concept for us let's have a cross-company meeting and share the insight and the and the mandate and task department heads with integrating the concept into everything that they do um, and reporting back on what initial adjustments they've been able to make in order yeah. to advance it for themselves and by the way we have a centralized shared service team that can you know uh, support you produce workflows, diagrams, collateral, that kind of thing. So um, it might be a little slower to advance it, but there may be the ability to make it happen with more formality. Yeah, okay. So and in those circumstances where where you're looking at the larger organization and implementing something like this, it, it could be a, an opportunity to perhaps break it down into smaller steps into smaller pieces that are more manageable that you do you know one step at a time you know and then then you get that you you end up at the goal necessarily without without everybody feeling like oh no it's it's too far away it's too much of a big project we're not going to get involved with that so there must be ways of finding within a particular business and i imagine it's, it's different for each business but there must be a way of breaking it down into smaller manageable pieces that, that, that they can then implement on a more successful basis, perhaps. Yes. And I think it just comes down to, um, you know, collaborating and, and having a bit of a brainstorm and, yeah. and, yeah. and thinking about what are those customer touch points that we can all list and let's yeah. combine yeah. that list. And then let's see, you know, how core traditional marketing functions can support that. And let's, Let's talk about how some of those interactions are already taking place and let's see if they need any refinement in order to be a, a more, um, you know, brand aware engagement. Um, you know, That's a I'm, really, really interesting topic, Scott. I think, I think we could <laughs> probably talk about this for a very, very long time, uh, yeah. getting into details. I'm, I'm, I can feel myself getting very enthusiastic about it and really curious to, to to drill down into it but i think i think for now this is probably okay for today <laughs> and uh, maybe we can circle back and redo this an another time all right well thanks everybody appreciate listening um if you want to get in touch with us you can find us on linkedin um and uh, we're happy to take any sort of uh questions or feedback that that you might have all right thanks, until so the next one